Now, as you know, we've been across this work-from-home stuff for a while on the show now, and look, the whole debate has largely been a pretty soft battle thus far between employers who want staff back at the desk and employees who have got used to calling the third bedroom the office. That's sort of where it's been, bouncing around a bit. But the whole debate has just taken a significant turn. Tony Burke has tasked the Fair Work Commission to investigate whether working-from-home rights should be incorporated into industrial awards, awards that cover millions of Australians. Now, it's clear that many in government behind the scenes reckon work-from-home rights should be part of the deal going forward. In fact, the Prime Minister himself only yesterday, I think it was, sung the praises of remote working. To be fair to him, he did say, depending on the circumstances. But Anthony Albanese addressed the elephant in the room, productivity, by pointing out that driving an hour each way to and from the office, as a stack of people do, is hardly the zenith of productivity. And he's right. And let's face it, these commutes are only getting longer and slower. Now, we'll see what the Productivity Commission finds in due course, but a recent paper from the Committee for Economic Development, or CEDA as it's known, found that remote working opportunities in fact had benefited particularly women with young children and people with disabilities. Citing that, the Productivity Commission chair herself, Danielle Wood, has already nailed her colours to the mask, declaring remote work not to be a drag on productivity. In fact, it could, in fact, benefit the economy. Uh, I think from those sort of comments, we've got a pretty good idea what the Commission will recommend to Tony Burke. For a chunk of public servants, however, this is all just academic because they're already working from home, most of the time, it seems. And it's all about to be codified thanks to new sector-wide enterprise agreements. Now, this week, the Fin Review reported the number of federal public servants working from home has more than doubled since the start of the pandemic. In fact, nearly 40% of the 180,000 officials now work remotely two or three days per week. It's reported today that these sort of arrangements are about to be voted on in some of our biggest government departments as they now negotiate new pay deals. And if passes, as expected, it'll mean over half of the public sector will gain rights that include no formal cap on the number of days they can work from home and, as the Australian says, a bias towards approving the requests. Now, the ABS reckons some 37% of all employed people, public and private, regularly now work from home. 37%. Prior to COVID, it was far, far less. Post-COVID, it doesn't look like things will just return to the way they were. In fact, all employers will now have to deal with this. And it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all answer either. I mean, what might work for a government department in Canberra may not work for a small enterprise based in Strathfield. The corporates, for what it's worth, are sceptical. The NAB chief, Ross McEwen, wants staff back at least three days a week, the executives, all five. As he says, staff working from home will struggle ever getting known. And look, even Zoom, the enabler of all of this, have summoned some staff back two days a week to their own office. As you know, I'm not totally against empowering a work-from-home culture. It should be horses for courses. I reckon there can be big economic savings, particularly with infrastructure, if we get it right. But it's not going to be for everyone, and nor should it be. But you see, the business sector will look at all of this and wonder where's it going to end. Because under Albanese and his minister Burke, they've been under assault 
their concerns ignored. Industrial relations is now being reshaped by the Labor left and endorsed in the Senate by the Greens, Lambie and Pocock. I'm not sure any of the above have ever run a business. But soon, bosses may find their staff, given a right to work remotely, accompanied by that newfound right, to disconnect. And as we've just seen with the saga surrounding the nickel industry, bad legislation and over-regulation can kill a golden goose. And what's true for nickel is true for the economy more broadly.